Joining us right now on the Knockdown Sports Show podcast is the head coach of the Rustlers, Dennis Morris, as we get his thoughts on the 2021 Rustlers as we get ready for the high school football season in Montana in Class AA. Training camps getting underway later this week. Coach, it is great to chat with you. Thank you so much for the time. Hey, thank you. Uh, just excited to talk to you this morning. We've had a fantastic summer, so we'd like to share that news with everybody. So thank you for having us on. Well, Coach, it's always great to talk about the program, talk about the Rustlers program. I know you were part of it as a player at one time. Again, uh, CMR, just a, a traditional, rich program. And um, let, let's start here because you took over the reins last year. And unfortunately, I can't even imagine this, taking over the reins of a program in your first year and you have to deal with a pandemic and you can't even be around your kids. So let me ask you, I've asked all the coaches this question. But I feel like yours is in your yours is in a different and unique situation because as a first year head coach of a program, you don't even really get to meet with your kids. So what was it like coaching through COVID? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it, it comes with its difficulties, exactly the way you said. Especially when you're trying to build a new program, you try to uh, you know bring a bunch of excitement and a bunch of energy into the program, and and I'm standing there bouncing like it's uh, kickoff time on the sideline, and you can't even see your kids. So I guess that was the hardest part of getting going. But I'm going to tell you what, it, it really worked out great for us in the long run. Uh, you know, that when they said that it was June 9th that they said that we could come and get back in the weight room and stuff. And, and the benefit is that the kids have been sitting there for a long time with absolutely nothing to do. So when they did open us back up to weightlifting, I mean, they came in growth. Uh, you know, we had to do three sessions of weights you know, every single day just to get kids in. And, and kids didn't miss because there was nowhere else to go. So we were able to, you know, start building that positive culture and bringing the energy back into the game, uh, you know, and have for what we could have with no team camps, no seven-on-sevens and things like that, we had a pretty, you know, productive summer. Uh, you know, getting into the school year changed everything again. Uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the contact tracing rule that, that, that uh, if one person in the classroom gets sick, they start measuring – uh, I think the Great Falls Public Schools is, is one of those schools that really took that very seriously. So uh, we started getting hit with contact tracing week three of the season, um, and then and then it was tough. What I you know I took a valuable lesson out of that and learned that we need to be three deep in every position to make sure we're good. Uh, you know we we went down to Skyview without 32 players. Uh, that was JV and varsity continuous, but every running back we had in the program was contract traced for a week. Uh, had to go five wide, had to use a receiver in the backfield when we needed to. And, you know, so there were some valuable lessons learned out of it. Um, you know, we still had a great time. We still played football, uh, you know, and, that, and that's the major thing. But it was difficult because you really just didn't know who you were going to have, uh, you know, that week. So, you know, you were playing a mixture of varsity and sub-varsity kids. And, but great for those uh, sub-varsity kids, too, to get thrown in that fire and get that, that playing experience. So in the long run, you know, good stuff. But, uh you know, we're kind of back to normal over here in Great Falls, and it sure does feel good. I was about to say, Coach, what's been the biggest difference, you think? Is it just simply, okay, now you've got everybody in, you were able to start sooner, uh, you know, as soon as the track and field season was done, you were able to get everybody and you guys were just able to hit the weight room, or was it just like the camp atmosphere that was the biggest difference where these guys were able to compete against other teams? Of course, you know, and that's a great question. You know, I tell the kids every single day, we don't win on the field, we win in the weight room. But it did get to a point where, dang, we needed to do something else. We needed to, to play somebody else. We needed to get outside of our own team community. 
you know, another hard part about that was, you know, with the with the 25 person limit that they put on COVID at one time, I mean, you couldn't even bring your whole skill set out for a seven on seven. You couldn't mix your, uh, you know, your skill guys and your linemen for any kind of even team eleven on eleven. And uh, really, that's uh, that made it really tough. You know, it, it, it was it was kind of weird to watch it too because leaders would take out of the skilled guys. They'd come in and lift together, then they go out on the field for seven on seven after that. Um, you know, and then the big guys would come in and they develop their own set of leaders. So when we finally got started in August, it was like, man, who's going to lead you? Because none of these kids have been together. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that the, the best part of getting back to normality is to do those outside of the weight room team activities. And we'll always be as long as uh, as long as I'm in charge here. We're always going to be a weight room first. Weight room matters more than anything. But uh, it was nice to go to some camps this year and go to some seven on seven to get over there with great balls high, throw against them a little bit. You know, it's just it's just not like normal preparation. Right now, we are chatting with the head coach of the Rustlers, Dennis Morris, as we're getting a preview of the Rustlers here in 2021. Coach, you talked about the weight room quite a bit, and, and I love the weight room, and it's a very key aspect. And I know a lot of coaches talk about that, but let me get your thoughts. How much has I don't know necessarily want to say the science, but how much has it's not just doing the bench and the in the cleans and the squats anymore. How much has it really changed in terms of the weight room when it comes to to weight lifts for football players? Well, I'm going to tell you what you, you just said a whole mouthful right there. It, it's not even about the lifting. It's not about the weights at all. It's uh, you know your culture, your program is truly built in your weight room. Your weight room is going to you know tell you uh, you know who's tough and who's not. It's going to tell you who's going to lead and who's not. Uh, you know, we try to get some kind of competition involved in our weight room every single day. Sometimes they're silly, but some kind of competition to get us competing, you know, along with lifting weights. You know, uh, I mean, we play double-A football in Montana. You know, if, if you can't hold up strength-wise, you're not going to win a single game. So so it is about the weight, but it, it's a lot more about the culture. And it's about, uh, you know, getting up. Our kids are lifting right now as, as I'm uh, talking to you, but it's about getting up early in the morning, getting with your teammates, with all your coaches there, and, and, and just that team and family atmosphere, you know, and then pushing them and just grinding in there, you know. And uh, uh, it's just the place where you say that, uh, you know, we're going to outwork everybody in the state. We're going to start right now at 6.30 a.m. every day. So uh, so it's just a huge culture piece, um, you know. But uh, it's been really fun to watch around here, too, because our kids have gotten a ton stronger. You know, I kind of feel that, that we're, we're almost getting to a place where we're, uh, our weight room numbers, uh, I mean, uh, weight numbers, uh, max numbers are, are, are where they should be for a high school program and where they should be to compete. So, uh, you know, that makes it exciting going into this year as well. Coach, let me get your thoughts on this because, and you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but talking about the on-the-field stuff here, you guys have players that are returning this season that scored 18 touchdowns out of the 19 you had last year, at least by the numbers I, I calculated. So how big is that going into this season, having so many guys, not just scoring touchdowns, but, again, guys that have a lot of experience on, on, due to unfortunate circumstances last year, but experience nonetheless? I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, it's exciting, and I'm just excited for this year. And, and, you know, our skill kids, you never know until, you know, you strap it up week one, but our skill kids are pretty dang good, and, and a lot of that is because the senior class last year was, was heavy in the linemen and linebacker type of kids, and they just didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, seniors on the perimeter, you know, and a, not a senior quarterback out there, you know. So, uh, you know, juniors had to step up, and, heck, even some sophomores had to step up and play for us uh you know, so so it's exciting this year knowing that those guys know what varsity football is about. They've been through an entire off season uh, working out. You know, kind of knowing in your mind that you're the dude. 
you know, so uh, we had this conversation last week, but uh, it's go time now, and, it, you know, if you think you're the dude, it's time to be the dude. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's super huge benefit for us, you know, and through some, some hardships last year or whatever, but just excited about uh, what's going to happen here Friday. Coach, what did you take away from the team camps you guys participated in? I'll tell you what, we, we had a great time. You know, uh, early in the summer, you know, first of all, early in the summer, early June, we were able to go and throw with great balls high, and that, that was fun, just to get on the field and, you know, somebody else, you know, you're not keeping score. They won one, we thought we won one. You know, they got a great quarterback over there. I think that we have a dang good quarterback over here. You know, that was a great time. You know, in preparation uh, for uh, Missoula, we went down to U of M, seven-on-seven seven, uh, competition, and, and dang, there were some great athletes out there, but we held our own, and we, you know, uh, competed with uh, – that everybody we could, that it was, it was just fun to get out there and, and see other guys working the same way we were working. It's good for our guys to see that uh, what we're doing at CMR is being done all over the state. Uh, you know, that was a great time. And then uh, after that, we went over to Montana State Team Camp. I think they do a great job uh, running their team camp, a great format. Um, you know, you get your 11-on-11 time, you get your individual time, but they build in that practice time, too, which is super valuable when you're trying to, you know, work through some of So, uh, you know, we, we had a great time. Over there, too, you know, we're going to continue going to that camp. We thought the competition level was perfect. They matched us up with teams that were, that were, uh, you know, not, not powder puffs, you know, but teams that we could compete with and a couple teams that, that beat our tail a little bit. And I think that that's exactly what you have to have in the summertime. So, but again, you know, without going through last summer without any kind of, uh, team activities, I mean, our guys were excited to go to camp this year and it was fun. And then, you know, we always have our one week R camp that we have here and that was super productive. A lot of learning going on in the field, but, uh, you know, just fun and a little taste of football. Uh, again, just ready to go for Friday. Coach, let me get your thoughts on this because we hear coaches talk about watching film, studying film, and, and one thing that I wish I would have learned more, or at least taken the time to learn more, is the actual process of taking something away when you're watching. It's not just about throwing film up on a big screen and just sitting there watching it as if you're watching TV. So how do you try and, and implement the process in which for your players to understand what they are watching and studying when it comes to film? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, you just talked about it too. You know, we watch film a completely different way when we were playing football. I mean, these kids, there's, there's not a lot of science to what's going on because uh, we do it for them. You know, I'm just very fortunate, uh, you know, when I was working in Houston County in middle Georgia, uh, you know, that, that we filmed with drones and we use Huddle to its uh, full capacity. And, you know, we're doing that here. We purchase drones here and we use a, a Huddle to its full capacity. Uh, it, it's the rule for our coaches that, it, you know, we grade every play and every practice. Uh, and by grade, what I mean is they, they watch through the play. If somebody makes a mistake, literally on the screen, they're typing, you know, Johnny, you know, you cut that route too early. It's got to little, go a little deeper. So, so when our kids watch the film, uh, you know, especially practice film, uh, their mistakes and what they did is written on the dang screen. So they know exactly what's happening. Um, to do that, you know, and Huddle's so nice that, that we can do that. We can also monitor the film time that these guys are watching, you know, and there's a little penalty if you're not watching your film because we know you're not watching your film, you know. So uh, we take the hard work out of it for them because it says their name on the screen. But, you know, also just the capabilities of Huddle and, and uh, the way we watch film on a weekly basis and get ready for a game, um, we're able to cut things into uh, to uh, playlists that we want. So, you know, our guys are going to watch, you know, uh, you know, their, their, their top three plays, you know, in a package from spread formation, and they're, they're just watching it more by either uh, formation or they're watching it by down and distance, you know, so uh, so they're able to, you know, take those tendencies and, and match it with it. 
So, uh, yeah, the days of just throwing on the film and just watching it the whole way through, I think the coaches are probably the only people to do that. We encourage the kids, you know, to watch the film from start to finish and see how the game played out. Just like you're watching a college football game. You know, I don't know how many guys actually do that because we send so many cut-ups and so many playlists out to them, you know, and tell them exactly what they should be looking for in each one. So, uh, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's a different world for the benefit of us. You know, technology is awesome, you know, and if you're not using it, you know, you need to start right now. You know, uh, we look for every advantage we, we can get as far as film goes, you know, and I think that uh, we're taking advantage uh, of what we have, that's for sure. Right now we are chatting with the head coach of CMR, Dennis Morris, as we're getting a preview of the 2021 Wrestlers as we get ready for the high school football season, getting underway with training camp later this week. Coach, let's talk about your team. Let's start with the quarterback position. How's that room shaping up right now? Well, I'll tell you what, it, it couldn't be going any better right now. Uh, you know, you always wish you had a couple more quarterbacks in your back pocket, but it couldn't be going any better, that, you know, if, if we tried. Uh, last year's quarterback was Rafe Nubro. Uh, Rafe is just a, a super talented kid, just a very good athlete. Um, he did a fantastic job last year, but we knew we kind of had something special in our back pocket, sophomore Cole, Cole Taylor. Um, and, and by the end of last season, you know, and some of it had to do with we were going into Bozeman's playoff game, you know, and we had four receivers. We played spread football. We had four receivers, you know. So in that game, we were forced to use Cole, and we didn't. We weren't really even forced. Cole just played the JV game and turned around and played the whole varsity game too. But we were forced to use Cole so we could use Rafe out wide receiver, and the connection between them was 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 just fantastic, um, you know. And, and, and since that game, we we haven't went backwards on that, you know. So. Lace Newbrough from last year is going to move out the receiver for us. And he's our best receiver out there just because he's such an athletic kid. Um, you know, and Cole Taylor's done a, done a great job throwing over the offseason. And 7-on-7's uh, seven all summer long, K and uh, smart kid, tall, athletic. Um, and he's just doing a phenomenal job. You know, and he's a kid that we get for two years now. He's going to be a junior. So uh, <clears throat> Cole was taking over the reins with the understanding that Ray Newar is back up, which is pretty dang cool because they're really good buddies, too. And there was, uh, we, you know, we sat down and talked to him about this, the changes we're going to make. They were both, all right, Coach, that's cool. You know, and we've, we've moved through ever since. So, uh, so Cole will take the reins there and Ray will be his backup. We've got a couple of good young kids we're excited about too, but the good news is, is we don't have to throw anybody into the fire. So, uh, and, and absolutely pleased with both Cole and Ray and how, and, and how well they're taking it, how well they're doing. So we feel pretty good about the uh, quarterback, you know, room. Coach, you just talked about the receivers with Ray Vubra going in there as well. Who will be joining in that room, and who's looked really strong so far through summer? Sure. So we so we are two guys that returned last year. Uh, uh, Gus Nunez is a junior for us. He was a sophomore out on the field last year, uh, played as a sophomore for about the first four games, and then figured it out. Uh, you know, so he's out there and had some great and phenomenal. He's just a, just a, a chains-moving wide receiver, just has a knack of catching the ball and getting it back uh, Back to the ground, if, if, if nothing else, uh, we're super excited about him. He's grown and got a little bit stronger. Um, our slot back, Ashton Perman, is back from last year. He'll be a senior this year. Uh, you know, he, he does a lot for us on the fly sweep, jet sweep type of stuff, uh, but also is a really good possession receiver. Uh, Ray Newbro, of course, is just going to move out over to the wide position for us. You know, and he's just such an athletic kid. We've got to find a way to get the ball in his hands as often as we can. And then we have a handful of kids uh, that did split some time. Uh, Ryan Hardum was out there a little bit. Uh, Tristan Shanks was out there a little bit. They all got, you know, receptions throughout the year and were an integral part of last season. Uh, and then we're super excited about, we had two guys last year, just kind of a freak deal, 
uh, two guys within one week uh, both have knee injuries. Uh, this is very early. This is like our two-day sessions. Never even got to play a game. But Tucker Harris and Andrew Clark, uh, both uh, senior wide receivers that are both super good basketball players, good athletes, you know, uh, good wide receivers. But we never even got to see them compete last year by, uh, you know, just two freak knee accidents. Well, they've both been repaired, and they've both been working out all summer long and are healthy and are ready to go again. So, uh, you know, they, they we're excited to watch them play, but they give us the depth that we need, you know, play spread football and play as fast as we can, you know, so they give us the depth that we need. So uh, I would say that our, our receiving core is probably the strength of our team right now. They have the most experience, uh, you know, and like I said, Cole has been doing a great job, you know, getting the ball to all of those guys so they all feel like they're a huge part of the, the system. Coach, taking a look at your running back room, Jackson Simonson's a name that really stands out right now. How's his offseason gone? Fantastic. Jackson is a uh, a no-talk, no-complain, all-work type of kid, you know, so, uh, so he's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger, and, uh, you know, heck, Jackson does the high school rodeo circuit, you know, and uh, ride trunks and, and uh, you know, steer wrestles and stuff like that, too, and that's what kind of kid he is. He's just tough. Uh, you know, but he loves football as well. So, uh, so he's been grinding. He knows that this is a senior year. He'd like to continue and go play somewhere, you know, so, uh, he's gonna ball out and see, uh, you know, everybody I hope knows Jackson Simonson's name, you know, hopefully by about mid-season. But behind him too, we have a, uh, with a sophomore last year, gonna be a junior, AJ Lafers, you know, and if you look statistically, AJ was probably only about 100 or 150 yards, uh, less than Jackson as a sophomore. AJ would uh, spell Jackson, get him a little bit of a break, but uh, but heck, AJ had dang near as many yards as Jackson did statistically, you know. So we're excited about him and having two backs that uh, that we can roll and keep fresh the whole game long. Coach, that's a different aspect because obviously, you know, during the summer there's Legion baseball. Um, maybe there's some lacrosse at some point as well. There's some other sports, but rodeo. We we, we really don't hear as much about that. For kids, because I know there's guys, there's lots of young men, ranch hands, all those types of things that uh, they do the rodeo circuit. So, how is is, is handling that aspect when he's like, hey, coach, I, I got a rodeo thing I got to do this weekend. I might miss a day, but I'll be back, you know, the, the following Monday, the next day to, to be in the weight room. What's that like? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, as, as a head football coach, you know, you want all your guys to be multi-sport guys. I want every guy to play everything that they possibly can. You know, and there's two things to get a football coach exciting. Uh, you know, uh, uh, wrestling, you want to go wrestle to my buddy, go wrestle. You know, right? we're going to get better with our leverage and better with our strength, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But I think rodeo even tops that, you know, and that's just the mental aspect of the game, you know, that go back to say, you know, football's 90% mental. I truly believe that, you know, and, and the tougher the kid is, you know, the more that you're going to get out of the kid. So, uh, you know, when Jackson has to go rodeo, and thankfully most of it, most of it's Saturdays, you know, we give our kids over here, we give them Friday off too, so they get a three day weekend every weekend. So, uh, you know, most of them are Saturdays, so we don't lose Jackson very much for rodeo unless there's some kind of special uh, deal going on. But, man, if, if you know one of your guys is going to go uh, go uh, tackle a dang steer, go get it, buddy. You know, that's, that, that's as good as football. So. But uh, it is pretty cool. There's a couple of guys left around great balls, you know, that still kind of do that stuff. And, dang, I wish we had more of them. Uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about uh, the big boys up front, and you got a big one in uh, Sean Tablonk at 6'5", 255 pounds. Uh, he was a sophomore last year going into this year. Uh, what, what do you think about him, and what about the rest of the group? Well, I'll tell you what, Sean is a special creature, I'm going to tell you that, but uh, Sean was a freshman last year. Sean was the first freshman ever to start the GMF program. 
you know, and uh, even last year it was, you know, 6'4", 6'3". I mean, it's going a little bit, you know, and probably about 235 last year, but held his own in the, you know, in the double A, you know, and, and nobody would have known unless you talked to Sean or talked to me that he was the best man on the field because he was the biggest cat we had. Uh, he's had a phenomenal uh, summer, you know, he's 15 years old and, and, and it's still growing, you know, he's probably going to end up being, you know, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, probably in the long run, close to 300 pounds, but uh He's doing a fantastic job. I have to remind myself every day, Sean's young, you know, the mental part, you know, is, is, is something in the, in the understanding the game. That's something that comes along, but we can see that coming along with him every day. But, but he's an athletic specimen, a basketball player, too. He's got great feet, great aggression. Uh, you know, but football's a game that did, there's a reason the seniors play and the sophomores don't. You know, you just need more time to, uh, to make everything happen, you know, mentally. But, we're sure excited about him, but now uh, beyond that, uh, let me tell you that Sean is our only returner on the mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive side of the offensive line. So uh, the rest of the four are they're they're doing a fantastic job. We had to take some, uh, you know, they were mostly junior defensive linemen, the second team kids last year. Um, it, it just it just happened to be that we had all the seniors and then a bunch of sophomores last year. So. Uh, we we don't have a lot of guys back that even have played offensive line in their career, and that's okay. And it is what we've seen this summer as we took defensive linemen, turned them into offensive linemen, so we're overly aggressive, you know. And now we're trying to uh, you know slow that down a little bit, make sure our footwork is clean, make sure that we're getting to the spot that we need to get. So uh, our offensive line really and, and truly is the key to our offensive season this year. Uh, you know, it's just, that group is going to be all behind them. But uh, they, like I said, they've had a fantastic summer. Uh, there's been a lot of learning going on, but we're not quite there yet, too. So thank God we get a fall camp, and thank God we have a couple preseason games. You know, so uh, so those guys can get their feet underneath them before uh, before it really counts. But they're doing a great job. You know, it's just all brand new kids that we're teaching to play new positions. Right now we are with the head coach of CMR, Dennis Morris, as we're getting a preview of the Rustler program here in 2021. Coach, let me get over to the other side of the football. On defense, you got a lot of guys coming back, seven starters coming back for your defense, and quite a few guys along that defensive line. Before we get into individual groups here, let me just get your thoughts. On defense, having guys that are impact players at all levels, how big is that for a defense? Oh, that's it's absolutely huge, you know, and that's where we really feel good about our defense, you know, and I think that our defense, and I know that our defense is almost as frustrating as the head coach. Uh, you know, you, you're excited for how great your defense is, and, uh, you know, your offense is struggling to move the ball a little bit on the defense. You've got to stop and say, wait a second here, we got a pretty dang good defense, you know, so, uh, but uh, that's where we feel real good is we have some big-time impact players over there that uh, they play hard and they play fast. And, uh, you know, they're going to keep us in, keep us in and win us a whole bunch of football games this year. So, uh, again, that's, uh, that's, that's been a strength of the overall team this year has been to see enough defense. Coach, look at the defensive line. you got a guy like Derek Rothwell. you got Davin Hickman, Riley Hovland as well. Um, what are those guys? How has their summer looked, and how do you feel overall about that defensive line group? Fantastic, you know, and, and those three names right there are all kids that are going to be seniors that had to play as juniors last year. You know, Tyler Barr was the only senior that we had on the defensive line with those three uh, last year. So those are kids that had to play last year, and I think that what all three of those kids realize is you've got to be strong to compete in the double A. So all three of those guys are taking it very seriously in the weight room this summer and, and uh, in all the boxing, you know, and, and have gained a lot of strength. In fact, those three guys are, you know, we have a top ten board for every – Every lift and every position up there, but those three guys are, you know, within the top three of, of the top, you know, 
10 board, you know, so they've done a fantastic job there too, you know, and it's, and it's with anything, you need playing time, you need more experience to uh, master your craft, but it's, those are three guys that we don't have to worry about. We know that they're going to do the job and they're going to play as hard as they can play, you know, so uh, just thankful to have them back. Now, behind those guys, you know, it's not bad luck, going to take some reps over there too because you have to. You've got a guy that's that, that big and that physical and that strong, you know, he's got to take some reps over there. So he's, he's kind of that fourth-wing backup for us there. Uh, behind that, he gets pretty young. Uh, you know, but these offensive linemen that we have this year did play defense last year too. So if we need them, we we get them over to the other side of the ball. But uh, yeah, D line is shaping up pretty good. We're excited about it. Hey, coach, your linebacker group. Uh, how do you feel about that side? I'm gonna tell you what. That's uh, that's my favorite part of the entire team is our linebacker group right now. Because I'm telling you, these kids play hard. They're fast and they're physical, and they want nothing more than to tattoo their number on your body. So uh, so so those guys are, are super. Uh, you know, I'm super excited just about watching those guys play right there. Uh, you know, Jackson Simonson, our running back, is one of those guys that, that are going to get a lot of reps over there on that side of the ball just because he is, like we talked about, rodeo kid, mean and aggressive over there. Uh, we have a, a, a junior, a sophomore last year, took some reps, uh, you know, more defensive end reps and linebacker reps for us last year, but the kid has blossomed as a kid. You know, uh, it's turned into a man. His name is Anthony Oaks. That's one that uh, people are going to know his name. Just only going to be a junior, but but uh, fast, physical, uh, physical, and, and a mean cat over there. Um, <clears throat> outside linebacker, we have returner Gabe Price. He's a very good wrestler for us. Um, does a great job and and mean and physical. Uh, Tanner Grove is an inside linebacker. Same way with Tanner Grove. He was a sophomore last year just due to COVID and all that stuff. And Tanner had to play football. Uh, you know, but he got a taste of it and he loved it and, and, uh, was taking care of that. But, uh, you know, we're, uh, super excited about him. One more guy, uh, JJ Triplett. He's another guy that we had, ended up getting from Belt last year. Family lives halfway between, uh, Missoula and Belt and dad played football for the wrestlers and JJ decided he wanted to play football for the wrestlers. So he wasn't eligible, uh, you know, last year because he transferred in after his freshman year. Uh, played JV for us, did a fantastic job, you know, and, and he's ready to put on that varsity uniform. But just another big, strong, physical, fast kid. So I think that our linebacker core is going to get people, uh, you know, they're going to get people a run for their money. They're going to be a handful, uh, you know. And just like I said, I'm just super excited about the energy that that group brings to the team. Coach, let's talk about the secondary right now. you got two guys coming back as well, uh, Kane Doran and Clay Walker, uh, who also be joining them back there. And how do you feel about those guys right now? Well, I'll tell you what, Caden Doran's a great little football player, you know, and he was a sophomore last year out on the field, too, and, and uh, ended up being probably our most productive defensive back, and he's not a very big kid, but he is fast, he's physical, he's going to get in your way. Um, you know, and Clay Walker's another one of those guys. Clay will be a senior. Uh, Clay's a really solid football player. Um, you know, probably not as dynamic as what what Caden what, uh, is, but Clay does a great job, and he's got a, a nose for the ball and <clears throat> knows where to be. Uh, rounding out the other side is going to be Ray Snubro. He's going to have to be a two-way player for us uh, about every snap that we can be. Uh, you know, he's just a great athlete, and he's a ball hawk. You know, so uh, he finds that ball, you know, and, and uh, he's got a fantastic summer, seven-on-seven. Seven, and I know seven-on-seven is a, a different game, you know, but Ray has done a, just a tremendous job about knowing where to be and, and uh, you know, being where it's supposed to be. And then uh, the third one is our, our backup running back, our fourth one, excuse me, is our backup running back, E.J. LaFerge. You know, AJ's a wrestler as well, and he's going to carry the ball for us as well. But we have to use the kid because he's a fantastic football player. So, uh, so he'll be the other safety in the backfield back there. Um, we also have back Ryan Hardum as a, as a corner that we had, and Ryan does a very good job. Um, you know, so we're we're excited about him. 
you know, in, in, in a handful, I could talk about kids all day long, but a handful of more kids that we're excited about that we think is going to help us, you know, as we go throughout the season. But, but uh, again, you know, rounding out all three areas of defense, you know, that's something that, that we feel that right now, and we feel it at the end of the summer, you should feel like your defense is ahead. But uh, we feel like our defense really is ahead, you know. So uh, so our offense is the core, and our defense we're just going to try to keep them hungry and keep them playing fast and physical. Right now we are with the head coach of the Rustlers, Dennis Morris, as we're getting a preview of the program here in 2021. He's joining us here on the Knockdown Sports Show podcast. Coach, uh, let's turn your attention to the Eastern AA Conference. Uh, give me your thoughts overall about the conference. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that, uh, you know, heck, not even the Eastern AA, but the Western. I think both conferences are, 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 are pretty good this year. Uh, going to the Eastern AA specifically, though, you know, I think that our front runners, Billings West, they just have so many guys back, you know, and our established program and doing so well. So I think that the front runner in that conference, not saying they can't be beat, but they're going to be dang hard to beat. And then the beauty of it is, in my opinion, I think that that two, three, four spot, you know, even five and six, is I think it's completely up for grabs. You know, senior lost a little bit, but they're bringing a little bit back too. You know, Great Falls High did a very good job last year. They lose some of their big guys. We bring back Reed, Reed Harris over there, you know, and he's a phenomenal athlete. And it's going to be, you know, tough one that you have to stop. You know, uh, you know, the, I, you know, I think overall, you know, and then and then and then Coach Weshy over at Bozeman, you know, he'll tell you he's not going to be very good, but he dang, they're pretty good. We got to go up against him at Montana State, you know, and you know they're always going to play hard and they're always going to be physical, you know. So, uh, but I don't think I think they've lost enough where uh, where they are beatable again. But it's going to take a, a tremendous effort. So, again, you know, in my mind, I think that uh, Billings West is probably that front runner, and I think it's going to be a dogfight for those other positions. Uh, you know, get into the top six, even get in the playoff game. Coach, we'll end, end with this, considering the fact that you guys didn't have non-conference last year, you will have that this year. You're going to see Hellgate, and then you're going to see Glacier. Two dynamically different teams because, I mean, and if you go by last year, I'm sure Hellgate will probably try and run the ball just a little bit more than they did last year. But uh, at the same time, you're talking about a Hellgate team with two outstanding all-state wide receivers that they like to chuck the ball around. Then you get Glacier with the big Rendina kid as well. Um, and you guys will be able to test their defenses with your playmakers. But just give me your thoughts on the, the non-conference matchups and seeing these two teams. Well, you know, I couldn't be more pleased the way it shook out to, to, to get the draw of Hellgate and then followed up by Glacier because I think it's a tremendous test for your team. You know, uh, I think that Hellgate's in a very similar spot that we are. You know, the program struggled for a couple of years. Coach Morris over there has done a really good job, uh, you know, bringing that program, you know, back to where it needs to be or, or is on the track, you know, same about CMS. We're on the right track to be back where we're supposed to be, you know, and I think that both programs know that, you know, so uh, – Almost kind of starting off with the Super Bowl game, you know, just to find out where your where your program is. But but we're excited to go over there and play them again. You know, I feel very good about our defense, and I feel good about taking away those two receivers. You know, but the key to us is we're going to have to move the ball too. Uh, you know, we were able to play them at seven on seven, and again a very different game. But we were able to play them seven on seven over Missoula, and they do a very nice job, you know, defensively as well. You know, so. Uh, so, uh, they, you know, it's going to be a test, you know, just to just kind of see what both programs are. And then uh, getting Glacier right out of the gate, I mean, that's phenomenal. Now, our schedule this year was kind of backloaded where we play Western Bozeman at the end of the year, you know. So uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we get to see a really good and tough team week two. 
Um, and, and definitely, like I said, I'm excited about our defense, but that's a test of the century right there. Uh, Rodina, he's a full-grown man. Anybody that's ever seen him, you know, anybody we, you know, love to have, you know, come on our team. So, uh, he, he's, he's, he's a load. He's going to bring a load. And they have tools around him, too. I mean, he, st- he stands out to everybody. But, you know, we take a look at those guys when you're standing around with them at camp, you know, and that team, and they do a great job over there in their weight room, and they're just a bunch of full-grown men, you know. So uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a great physical test, you know, for our defense to see how where we really are, you know. But uh, I'm glad that we're playing a super-quality team when it, uh, right before we have to go into the must-win part of our season. Coach, I know I said that was my final question, but I do have to ask this bonus question because I, I know you guys That's aren't okay. related. I know you guys aren't related, but – are you prepared for that, you know, coaches talk? I know you guys always talk before a game, but chatting with Coach Morris over at Hellgate, how is that, Coach Morris, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, I know that, I know that was, uh, you know, I, I had met him the first time. We didn't play in the Missoula schools, but I met him the first time, you know, at our AA meetings, uh, you know, that are right around Thanksgiving time, you know, and just put your hand out, Coach Morris, hey, Coach Morris. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. What was your name? Uh, Coach Morris. Yeah, I got gotcha. No, but he's, he's a fantastic dude, and I think he's a, you know, we're very similar. I think that, that we're both just grinding as hard as we can to bring our programs back up to speed. You know, so uh, the game's going to mean a lot to both of us, you know, and it's a, just going to be a, a fun and exciting ball game. I wish we were playing them here to get that advantage, but we're not. We're going to go on the road over there, and, and we're going to have to take care of business in their house. My featured guest is the head coach of the CMR Rustlers. That is Dennis Morris. <clears throat> three, <clears throat> three, two, one. He is my featured guest, the head coach of the CMR Rustlers, Dennis Morris, as he's been giving us a preview to his program here as we get ready for the 2021 high school football season. Coach Morris, thank you again so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Best of luck this week as you guys start training camp and look forward to chatting with you again very, very soon. Hey, thank you so much for having us on the, on the, on the radio and, and uh, promoting our program. I know that you're doing a, a tough duty from a, a different location, but still uh, covering Montana football, and, and that's important to me. That's important to our kids, so we just really appreciate what you're doing, and thanks for having us on.